episode 32, Sen Nudes. I guess that rhymes. Our story mode every game podcast. The official podcast of storymodegaming.com, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined by Keelan Simpson. In what world does that rhyme? Fuck you and Simon Evans. I'm very grateful we are all wearing clothes. <laughs> Not for long, man. This is the official OnlyFans <laughs> stream <laughs> of Story Mode. Isn't this like the second episode in a row that we've mentioned OnlyFans? Yeah, I'm building up to something, man. Uh, How are we doing? Good. Yeah, good, good. Busy. Fuck. How about you, Jesse? Yeah. Still playing Splunky. Still can't beat it. That game is impossible. You but should just give up. I just bought, pr- just just prior to recording, I bought Hades on Splunky. I have heard very good things about well, it. My Twitter is getting real horny for it. And oh my I god. Mean like, oh my god, we like the game. Everyone's like, I want to fuck the main character. And then I looked at some of the characters, I'm like, all right. Every, every person I've spoken to about Hades has been like, oh yeah, all the characters are hot. Ooh, the characters. Oh. We are going to get a Brian David Gilbert video about this very soon. I think. <laughs> I have to say, ranking them. Yeah. Wanking them. Mm. That rhyme was there and I had to take it. Well, Glad you did. It's better than 32 what you, what and What are you guys playing? Simon, just before recording, you said that you've put like 8 million hours in, into Divinity. <laughs> yeah. So I'm <laughs> running two different campaigns in Divinity at the moment. One on Steam with a couple of my mates, and then one on PS4 with Josh, and then Gaz and Len from Fan Critical. And uh, <laughs> on Steam, in the past two weeks, I have put in 42 hours just just into Divinity, just playing it, just doing stuff. Jeez. And I'm very happy with myself. Real nice. It's very I'm, good. I'm very tempted to check out this game. I would highly I recommend it. It's it's the closest thing to D and D in a video game. I've always wanted to play D and D. How do you have that much spare time, man? I'm yeah, what? Struggling. Like, are the days longer in Perth? Where do you find it? Um, well, it's funny that you like, mentioned after I finish work and then finish crying, I have to have dinner and then go to sleep. Funny yeah. that you mentioned the days being longer when like. Daylight saving time's just around the corner for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of literal. Um, but no, it's... Uh, basically, I shirk all of my actual responsibilities to play video games, and there's probably several things that have burnt down in the neighbourhood that I haven't been paying any attention to, because... You know what? Were That's you a fi- right Sorry, were you a firefighter be- before this? No, no, but... Uh, just haven't paid attention to it. Uh, I mean- Simon, I should <laughs> learn from your lesson. Instead, what I've been doing is playing a little bit of Mario Tennis on the Switch. Do you guys know how great that game is? It feels incredible to play. I yeah, can't get I've, enough of it. I've heard very good things about it. I'm surprised I, I've watched streams of it. I haven't played it, though. you got to play it. Play it with people right. in the same room. Um, yeah, it, it, it's co-op. a good party it's game. Great. It's a real good, real good. Good, good party game. See, that's the episode, everyone. Play Hades, Divinity, and Mario Tennis. We are on the edge <laughs> and of Spelunky. Right now. Okay. And uh... <laughs> nothing new has happened this week. No, I take the back. This was one of those ridiculously busy weeks in gaming, and it really focused around Xbox. Um, so today's whole episode will be focused on the the goings on at at old, old Xbox. Um, yeah, this is a, the point in the year with the new consoles coming out some big games coming out but this week just 
fucking blew me away. Let's start off with the Xbox pre-order situation. Now, I'm going into this with the same tone as I did with the PlayStation 1, because as you may already know, it was fucked. So Microsoft came out uh, when they first announced the prices and everything and the release date that uh, last Tuesday, whatever the hell the date was, would be the opening for pre-orders, the 22nd or whatever it is. 9 o'clock, 9 a.m., pre-orders will open up. Oh, they did. Um, in a way. So I was awake up a bit early. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm keen to get this. Um, sorry, it was at 8 a.m. they were meant to open up. So 8 a.m., I've already logged into my EB Games account. I'm fired up. I'm good to go. I'm like, this would be easy. I got the PS5 pretty easily. This would be fine. I can go back to laying on the couch watching Community Before Work. Got on my car, popping all my details. I was done in less than 10 seconds, I would say. Hmm. And then nothing happened. Just got that little wheel of death loading up. Nothing happening. Ugh. And then it's a connection error. I'm like, oh. okay, I'll try that again. Kept going, kept going, kept going. Probably three or four times. It then logs me out. It says I've tried too many times. So I go back in. There's still some left. But I'm getting a bit nervous here. Taking about 15 minutes at this point. Same issue. Put into my cart. Try to check out. I can't. After attempt, after attempt, it kicks me back out. So I just, just jump on Twitter. See what everyone else is like. Everyone else is getting the same issue. Um, jump back onto the EB Games website. And it is no longer there. Cool. Great. Uh, then, then word going around that there will be another allotment going out at 12pm. Wait till 12pm. Nothing happens. It got delayed until 3pm. Cool. Great. Get to 3pm. Do the exact same thing. I've get everything set up. I'm good to go. Literally within under 10 seconds, I should have been able to check out. It breaks again. I kind of just resigned myself to the fact that, hey, I'm not getting it. I'm probably going to get this next year. Luckily, while scrolling through Twitter um, after work, you know, in my, my sadness of not getting an Xbox Series X, Jigsy, thank you, Jigsy, community manager at Xbox, retweeted somebody saying, hey, basically they've cancelled a bunch of scalpers' orders. There's just like a handful on, on EB Games at the moment. Just got up, went and got my phone, did it. Thinking, hey, I'm not even going to rush this one. I'm going to take my time with it. Just fingers crossed. Checked out seamlessly. Perfect. I'm part of the, I get the second allotment, which I'm hearing is December 9th. But no delay, just walked and grabbed it, basically. Mm. Now, neither of you guys have pre-ordered an Xbox. No. No. Um, but we've all had issues in the last week with various pre-orders, whether that's the PS5, the Xbox Series X, or in Keelan's case, the uh the RTX Nvidia, 30 series the RTX GPUs. cards. Um and they've all gone about in slightly different ways. Um the one people would probably be less across would be the RTX cards. So Keelan, tell us how they were selling those. <sighs> That's how they were selling them in the most disappointing possible way. So oh. NVIDIA released this really great looking Founders Edition RTX 3080 GPU. 
absolutely beautiful design, really stunning, and also really forward-looking and unusual in the way that it handles um, thermals and airflow. Um, it's pretty. It's really nice looking. Very, very nice. And it's pretty effective in keeping the card cool as well. So NVIDIA, on the, the day that they announced the cards, they said that Australia would be getting these cards as well. They gave prices and everything. Turns out we weren't getting the cards. Then they changed their mind a few days later and announced that, yes, you're getting a limited shipment of these cards. They're all going to go to a single retailer. And in order for you to earn the right to purchase one of these cards, you will need to win a raffle. You'll need to put your name in. That will need to be drawn out. And then you have the right to win this card. Absolutely ridiculous. Of course, it's how they it's how they sell sneakers nowadays. In in some really? cases, yes, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of sneaker raffles in the states. Like there are specialized apps that you get. You part the raffle to get the. Meal. Yeah, I've heard about oh. that. Yeah, because yes. when they when they do like limited run shoes, they're like, oh, to make things fair, we'll put it into a raffle. I guess that is the only way that they can make things fair, which is unfortunate. So. Regardless, there have been supply issues, even for the third party the cards, you know, the ugly ones. Um, there have been supply issues because COVID and just the general difficulties that that causes. So Thanks, it's been, COVID. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been real difficult and people have been jumping into queues for pre-orders. And um, what has resulted is that the few lucky people who did manage to get launch shipment cards, seen a few scalpers. We've seen a few people yes. chucking uh, their card that they received, pictures in hand and everything, up for sale for absolutely insane markups. But what's worse than scalpers, in my opinion at least, is that several retailers across Australia have taken these cards and they've pushed the mark of their retail price up significantly. I'm going to call them out right now, Centercom, your scumbags. Um, not you. only is the price that you are charging for the cards absolutely ridiculous in comparison to your competitors, you also indicated that they're on sale at that price. You said that there's a discount. That is absolutely oh, unacceptable. Absolutely. official enemy of the podcast. Enemy of the that, podcast. That does fucking suck because that would be the first, like, you know, don't be scalpers. Everyone knows don't be a scalper. If you're a scalper, you're a piece of shit. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. But for a company to essentially be scalping their own goods right, and market them up store. just to take advantage of the of the need and want that people yeah. have, just fucking gross. And like that type of shit hurts the company beyond the cards. Will I going to get one of these new GPUs? Maybe in a year or two. Yeah. But he, just hearing you say that, like I I am new to the whole PC thing, but I like to get new parts for it every now and then. I'm going to be avoiding Centicom because through that behavior. Yeah, terrible I behavior. Be rewarded at all. You know, it's a $1,300 card that you're selling for $1,500, but you're saying that it's been marked down from $1,700. You're a scumbag. Y'all should not be in business. That's disgusting. Yeah, fuck uh, right off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, lots of, lots of behavior, that kind of stuff happening there. I imagine it's very similar on the console front. Scalpers, right? So, between the three of us, I think we've gone through the three sort of forms of modern-day pre-order. The Xbox Series X slash S had the pre-booked date. Tuesday 22nd. Oh, fuck, I hope it was the 22nd or I sound like, I sound like an idiot. 
Tuesday, 22nd. We know the time. Get in. PlayStation 5, which came out the week before, which was Good like, luck. hey, if it launches in the next week, oh shit, we have dropped the ball. Oh no, Walmart, stop running. What have you done? You've announced it. And the world, world caught on fire. Or the lottery system, which NVIDIA's pulled off, or tried to pull off. None of these worked very well. But the question is, is it possible to fix pre-orders? So these yes. pre-orders have been around for, since the dawn of time, pre-orders have been a thing. Like to get the first flame, to get the first wheel ever carved, you had to pre-order it. <laughs> um, and there's really been four issues, of them. Okay? <sighs> yeah. Oh. Um, like servers crash real bad in those caveman times. Um, it's not a simple, but that's the thing with, with pre-order. People are just like, get more servers. You can't just get more services and singular pre-orders. That costs money. Retail sites are not going to fork out a ton of cash just to cope for what is basically a deal attack. Like, they're yeah. not going to upgrade all of their systems for events that happen... Okay, in this case, it happened three times in quick succession, although I don't really think any players are selling both consoles and the GPUs, so even that kind of goes out the door. You've got, you know... Oh, use captures. Well, bots can get past captures. Um, the lottery systems are pretty disheartening and mm. kind of gross. I, I like them, but there's a dumb luck factor to it. Which is like, it yeah. Ugh. How do you think, Simon? I know you think there's a way to fix it. What would your What are your proposition? Well, first and foremost, I think a lot of the pre-order hype and the pre-order rush for this console generation is the fact that the consoles come out in like two months. And had they have given us enough time, had they given us a much larger window in order to pre-order, then I don't think there would have been such a huge rush. Now, obviously, I understand that there's, you know, obviously the whole COVID thing, which means that they can produce quite as much supply as perhaps they would have normally, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, some people miss out. Like, it happened with um, with the Nintendo Wii back in, like, 2005, 2006, 2006. Um, when that came out, you know, lots of lots of people didn't get the Wii that they wanted for Christmas. You know, cool, fine, fair enough. But at the end of the day, that was Nintendo sort of being Nintendo. Sony and Microsoft don't have a history of limiting their own supply to drum up interest. They don't have that history. They don't have that connotation associated with them. Nintendo do. I would argue correctly so. And had they have gone, right, cool, your pre-order, like, pre-orders are available in April, from April onwards. We could have, because then, then they know the amount that they need to create. They need to know what the yeah, I don't, actual I demand don't think is. it's that simple. Like, the PS4 and the Xbox One had a similar stuff, a similar issue regarding pre-orders, and they were um, announced for memory June, July, around then. And before that, with the PS3 and the Xbox it was around February, and the same issue occurred because it's not like, okay, they're going to open up pre-orders on like mid-year, get X amount of orders, and then make to that order. You can't do that. It's not enough turnaround time. They'd have to give itself like a year. Um, and like you said, especially now with COVID and stuff like that, it would be nigh on impossible to, to do. Obviously, I, yeah, I, but I mean, with this, this being an exceptional circumstance. Even then, like when these exceptional circumstances haven't been there and they've had more lead-in time, they simply haven't been able to do it because if you get millions of people, including bots, if you get every bot 
every person who wants a scalper basically getting a free run at a console and getting one. How many consoles do they make? They make a lot. Yeah, but I mean... I think it opened up too much because there would still have to be a finite amount that they can release. Of course. Because there would be a finite amount, that means those orders will fill out. I, I just think... I don't actually think it changes the circumstance. I think it just shifts the goalposts a little bit. It shifts time time scale. I, th- I think yes, perhaps, but also then they know. Okay, well, look, the you know the PS Five has a incredible amount of interest. You know, like okay, right, we've got um, two million units ready, processed, good to go. We'll open up like we're going to have them ready for launch day. Those will be the launch units. They open up pre-orders in like let's say april or whatever june who cares um time is not real um (laughs) and then you know like okay cool well there's you know another four million people that are complaining or wanted to like showed interest in getting a ps5 and weren't able to get it cool so we now we now know that for shipment two we need to prepare an extra million and then do it for the next shipment and the next shipment and the next shipment so try and coalesce as much of that turnover as they can i think in this instance though it's not like sony and microsoft are going oh shit we didn't know this many people want the console i disagree with that this is this is this is even then they would have a rough estimate of how popular they think the first order will be a rough estimate they've been the business long enough to kind of know what's up um they've made as many as they can make right now Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter when they announce this one this was always going to happen. Yeah, but again, I, f- I feel like, especially in regards to the PS5 one, had that been better scheduled, better planned, better announced, as an earlier date, it would have worked out better for the consumer. And same thing with the Microsoft one, with with the Xbox. Yes, they, they had it, you know, yeah. all right, cool, we're going to open up pre-orders at this day, this time, go for it. Cool, that's all well and good, but it's too close to the console release date. So it's going to be bum-rushed. Because people who didn't get PS5 will go, well, fuck, I need to, I need to get a Christmas present for my nephew. Little Jimmy. Shit. Oh, I'm, it's always Jimmy or Timmy. Um, oh, shit. It was Timmy last week. Timmy. Oh, no. Yeah. Get a brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I need to get an Xbox. I need, I need to get an Xbox Series X. And then they bum-rush that as well. And it doesn't work. And then they end up losing out on both of them. And they go, well, fuck it. I'll treat myself to a NVIDIA GPU and get charged. It's like the Twilight Zone. They're going to order it. Like, everything's gone. Like, no. (laughs) But you you get my point. I I, I still think it opens. It's it's the same. I I think it would help, but it wouldn't fix. It wouldn't even come close to fixing. Because, say, it opens up. You plan out for April 1st. Why why April Fool's Day? Why would you do April Fool's Day? April second. No well, you still got scalpels who are lining up. You still got only only X amount can be ordered at a time. The of scalpels course, then, are still gonna get in there and grab them all. But then how well, do you confirm whether or not someone's a scalper? I was you gonna know? ask exactly, you guys exactly, that you question. Can't. That, 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 can that's you? the issue. You can't. Yeah. Um but that means that the consoles are not really making into the into the hands of the the genuine consumer. I don't know, Keelan, do you reckon it, basically having more production units in production and set for release would fix the issue? Um, No, not exactly, but it would help mitigate the issue if they were to spread the release of those over a greater deal of time. Yeah. So if they have like a um, 
around in April than around in May and so on and so forth, you know. Um, I think that would help sort of spread the hype a little bit almost. Um, I'm more interested in what you said just before about scalpers saying uh, it's impossible to identify who is a scalper and who isn't. Well, companies have been doing that apparently. What well, are they doing to identify them? Clip, yeah. That seems really that seems really like a crapshoot really. Something really cool I heard today while I was listening to um, Xcast, the kind of funny Xbox podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about how some scalpers were chucking up their because when you buy one of these off a scalp, because they're not out, you're you're basically buying the promise off the console. You're not buying the console yeah. itself. So these scalpers were putting up uh, proof of purchase, and they, some of them weren't crossing out their confirmation number. So people were then getting in contact with Amazon saying, "Hey, this is my confirmation number. Mm, I've changed my mind. Cancel the order." And Amazon's like, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's, it's Bezos is there on his phone. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it." Um, Hell yeah! So you had all these. <laughs> scalpers having their orders cancelled and hopefully they've gone go back into the market and been released like i'm hearing that apparently the the lot that i got for my xbox series x was eb caught a bunch of caught out some scalpers and re-released those consoles mm. so that's cool i don't know what a. they're doing to sort of catch them out are they looking for listings are they doing that exclusively or are they looking for i mean other warning signs red flags that kind of thing it, yeah it's, it's i mean i'm not too sure because even even to them it's like for a retailer they're still making their money if yeah. i buy a console for 750 dollars or johnny scalper why was why is his name that bought a console for 750 dollars <laughs> the retailer still seeing the same amount of money so I think it's kind of great that there's some sort of accountability there, at least where they're yeah, saying like, hey, we want to give yeah, this yeah. to people who I actually want the con- console. It's great. People are giving a lot of shit to retailers at Microsoft, Sony, and NVIDIA. And I think while there are things that everyone involved could do better, the reaction, as would most of the time when gamers are disappointed by something, has been fucking kind of gross. The fact that two consoles can release in this year, this hellscape of a year at all, is a minor miracle. Mm. So I think going online and abusing, you know, the social media managers of different retailers and his brand is kind of fucked up. I've seen some really, really just dark shit being thrown in. It was like, end of the day, we're buying expensive boxes to play fucking games on. Yeah. There isn't that much of, you know, in three years' time, when you're playing... God of War 2 and Senua Sacrifice 8, you're not going to look back and be like, oh, it's a real shame that I got this fancy, massive, massive box. Holy shit, these consoles are huge. Oh, I got it a month later. Therefore, my experience was lessened. It's a a minor pain in the ass. Doesn't really matter, does it? That's the thing. Like, I, I got the Wii about a month and a half after it released. And... I went a month and a half without being able to play on my Wii, but I didn't care. I was yeah. playing fucking Double Dash on my GameCube for that month. Hells, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you know. Like other games was, aren't going anywhere. Kind you of know, yeah. guys, and instead of, you know, focusing your time and energy hating on the companies who are trying their best to launch new products in this weird time period where nothing is as it was before. <laughs> this shitty alternate dimension that we've exactly, been Exactly, you know. Take that hatred and direct it towards the real enemies here, the scalpers. 
Galpus. I've got a great story for you. Direct your hatred towards the people who are trying to make a profit off of the thing that you love the most. There was a user on a Reddit um, subreddit for building uh, PC building in Australia. Um, he spotted a scalper on his local Gumtree, started sending some messages, organized a meetup. It's like, yep, you can meet me here in this car. I'll be here this time. And then, of course, dude didn't show up. That's the kind of thing you got to do. Empower yeah. yourself again after you've been, you know, you've had oh, your hope and joy like, stripped away. Take it back. I thought you were going to say like he killed him and shoved him in the boot. <laughs> like, oh, that would be better. I was, I was hoping, I was hoping he got egged. I was hoping for some egging. It's been a while. And, and then he got the GPU at the end of it all. So, you know. Oh, hey. Victory. And he killed the guy as well. Um, although, talking That's about um, pre-order stories, I've got a, a negative one. Um, the Xbox One has sold, like, record numbers on Amazon Ooh. recently because I, people have been buying it by mistake. I think... The One X, this could, right? This could go... Yeah. This comes back to the whole thing we've spoken about a few times in the show. The Xbox marketing team, but for shame, because Xbox One X and Xbox One S sounds a lot like Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. That was a hard and sentence to pronounce. A casual consumer is not going to know the difference. Oh, so yeah. get your um, shit together. You know, and- <laughs> parents buying a game for little Kimmy, two brothers and a sister now, um, aren't gonna look look into it that much. I'm like, hey, this has been selling out anyway. Cool, we've got this console. I kind of hope that some people, you know, when they were programming their bots, look, I don't know how bots work, okay, whatever. But when they're putting the programming in, I'm hoping a few of them got <laughs> some of their shit wrong and just accidentally bought a bunch of one S's. <laughs> <laughs> like Actually, good. sorry. Speaking Oops. of the one S, have you seen that a lot? There's been a lot less digital console, so that's PS5 digital and the Xbox Series S being produced just because both companies are like, we're going to make more money on the other one. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit um, of a loss here. But even like, you know, brick and mortar stores have dramatically less because they know that they're putting themselves kind of out of business. You can't really upsell with a digital console, can you? You're not going to be like, no. hey, buy the digital console. You can also buy Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, wait, you don't need it because you can buy it in your fancy futuristic cube. Well, yeah. I, I think, I don't know, uh, the, the gaming industry as a whole, including retailers, is at a very weird point because we've been talking about the mm-hmm. death of physical media for, a, like, two decades now. And I still don't think it's going to go anywhere. I still think there will be a place for... Brick and mortar, EB Games, JB Hi-Fi's to be selling you a physical copy of any game you want. How that to the um, CEO of game? Uh, look, he's he, he lives a in a forest now. Maybe I don't know. Fucking muppet. Uh, yeah, it probably wouldn't surprise me. Um, but with that being said, yeah, like the the brick and mortar shops aren't going to want to sell you a digital console because it means let's return no business point. for them. Like yeah. they they you shoot can't. themselves in the foot. There's so little margin in anything that you could possibly sell with a digital console, except maybe a couple more accessories. Yeah, I think controller. We're sort of going. It's sort of going off topic, but I think EB's move into Zing. So Zing is like an offshoot of EB Games. They sell more like gaming paraphernalia. It's really smart because yeah, the advent of digital gaming means that the market is open up to a lot more people. And we're going to get into that a bit more later on when we talk about Game Pass, how you don't need a console for it. You just need to have a screen, basically, nowadays. 
it means more people playing games, more people get involved in that culture, and more people want to buy the kitschy merch that comes with it. So having that offshoot of Zing, I think, I'm not, I haven't looked into this at all, I could be talking about my ass completely here, but it's bringing a, a fair bit of money for, for EB Games. I think that they, was a, a smart pivot. They mm. took too long to pivot towards it, oh, yeah, to be fair. But yes. yes, it is and the right it, thing to do. And also their, their price points could do with being a bit more competitive. However, in terms of accessibility, they're definitely the best. Oh, yeah. That's, that's now, just before we move on to our next even bigger topic, um, just want to put something out to you guys. Let's say, Simon, you bought a PS5 and you bought it relatively painlessly, right? It wasn't too bad to get one. Uh, thanks, Doug. Um, <laughs> that's what uh, Simon calls me. It, yeah. Um, I'm going to get round. That's not a dog at the fucking... <laughs> I don't know my animals. <laughs> uh, right. Don't, don't ever take Jesse to a farm. He'll be terrified. He won't understand what's going on. Along. No, don't take me a farm because I've only got puns. Excellent. Um, <laughs> so uh, I say relatively painlessly overall because after checking EB and JB, I went, okay, what about Big W? Got onto Big W's website. Was able to put in my pre-order so you checked two sold out okay you went to the last one and they were sold out like a, a few hours after the they launched yeah. right so I, yeah. I would say that that's not a bad experience like not overall choose, relatively painless. you didn't have money taken out of your account without confirmation which happened a lot with the xbox now the ps5 launch was meant to happen the day after the price announcements but like we covered in last week's episode walmart in the u.s jumped the gun and that create a bit of a domino effect worldwide where uh, retailers just said, fuck it, open it up before Sony wanted. So the, it was a lot more chaotic. And I think in that chaos, it became better for consumers. Because of the chaos, there were less bots. I know a lot more people who got a PS5 in their hands, theoretically, um, than the Xbox. I had an absolute nightmare with the Xbox. PS5, I got a message from Lorne, went to the EB Games website and got it straight away. There was no queuing. There was nothing because it just came out of nowhere. The the people who you don't want to be buying these um, these consoles, fucking scalpers and shit like that, weren't ready. They're like, hey, yep, cool, Friday morning, we'll set it all up. Sure. Again, I don't know how scalpers work. I don't even know what a bot is. I don't know if it's an actual robot, a program. I don't care, Okay. <laughs> In my head, they, they look like um, uh, just like default word uh, fucking, you know, like a, like a hacker with their hat down low when they're just seeing the Matrix and shit. To me, that's, that's, that's a scalper. Do you guys think that the chaotic PS5 launch was actually kind of good for consumers in the end of the day? I don't think it was a good consumer experience no. by any means. No, no, not a good... Consumer experience, um, but do you think more I consumers, think genuine consumers, got their console on their hand because I, of the chaos of it? I don't think it's... I think it's in spite of the chaos, not because of. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is, look, bots and um, scalpers who use bots are quick. They're quick on the uptake. And yes, it was, you know, oh, well, look, the ball got dropped and uh, everyone's chasing after the ball, which is rolling downhill. Um, and, oh, look, it's about to cross the train line. Good luck. Um, it's, it's sort of thing. Um, that was the very weird metaphor. 
Yeah. Anyway. What are they? Um, Who are you, me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm having like an existential <laughs> crisis just over that fucking euphemism. Anyway, my point being that um, it, some people were quicker on the uptake and cool, shot off and managed to grab the ball. Other people were slower on the uptake. Um, they were just as interested, but just slower at getting to it. Still managed to get their hands on it. And, you know, some people who... I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, my point being that it was... You have done a me and you've gone somewhere. You don't know how to get off it now, do you? Yeah. My, my point being that the playing field was not level to begin with. And the upset didn't level it any better. Other than it just meant that the people... Like the 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 bots and the you managed to get a console didn't get. And, like an hour or so up the PS5. You got about an hour after the re- announcement, like it kind of got released, right? Yeah, roughly. Dude, with the Xbox, I uh, thirty seconds. I think yeah, there's, a, I, there's a massive difference, but I don't. Know, I guess this we're gonna have to wait for the PS6 and whatever the fuck Xbox calls their next thing. The Xbox. Farmville. I don't know what they're going to call the next console. But also, this In this is all just time. anecdotal evidence as well. There's nothing. Yeah. Like, it, that's the thing. This, this is very speculation. This is very no, biased. What because- else do we do on the show? We speculate. <laughs> that's all we do. We don't but, have um, enough reports to go off. Well, yeah. Let's move on to our next topic where, oh, if you like speculation, oh boy, because this is going to end with a <laughs> doozy from Keelan. Um, oh, this I'm here news for this. in itself is a fucking doozy. This. <laughs> I woke up to this news and I just went into the uh, the WhatsApp group we have and was like, the fuck is this? What just happened? So uh, if you like gaming news, you would have to be living under a rock to not have heard about this. So just hours before the pre-orders for the Xbox Series X slash S opened up, Microsoft went and they announced that they have, quote, entered an agreement, end quote, to purchase Bethesda's parent company, Zenimax. Bethesda, the company behind games, you know, small unknown titles like Fallout and Elder Scrolls, you know, that company. They bought out the parent company, Zenimax Media, for $7.5 billion fucking dollars. So that's three times more than they spent on by the developer behind Minecraft, Mojang, like four years ago. Um, and for further context, it is almost twice as much as Disney spent on Star Wars. Like, this is fucking huge now this deal will be finalized in the 2021 financial year um and it will go down as the second biggest gaming acquisition of all time um back in 2016 tencent uh bought out supercell the mobile publisher behind clash of Can- clash of clans for 8.6 it's not too far behind that in this deal game uh, xbox game studios will incorporate uh, alpha dog games they do mobile games Arcane Studios, who do Dishonored, Bethesda Game Studios, so Skyrim, Fallout 3, 4, and 76, um, id Software, Doom, Doom Eternal, Roundhouse yes. Studios, Rune 2, Machine Games, which do the modern redone Wolfenstein series, Tango Gameworks, behind the Evil Within and Ghostwire Tokyo, and Zenimax Online Studios, which do Elder Scrolls Online, also work at, work uh, on Fallout 76. Now, with the previously mentioned Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, these games have exclusivity deals with Sony, um, and they'll stand firm. They, they they will continue. Those exclusivity deals will go through un, unchanged. Um, 
but any anything in the future could be a little bit different. Now there's a lot to a lot to unpack from this. Whew. But yep. first up, when mm-hmm. you guys first heard, saw this or heard this or whatever, what was your initial reaction? It's it's hard to react negatively to that. I don't know. Like I just I don't see this as being in any way, shape, or form negative for people who like playing Bethesda's games. Yeah. Net positive. Yeah, fair enough. My my initial reaction was, oh, that's a bold move, literally a few hours before pre-orders go live. That's a good move. It was a baller move. Like, I, so many of the comments I saw when following up with the whole Xbox ordering thing were people mentioning this. Like, this got people excited. Yeah. Um, and especially after following up from... Uh, Sony's great showcase that they had a few weeks ago with uh, Final Fantasy 16 and Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, to do this really then swung the pendulum back towards Xbox. It's a great, great move. Now let's let's dive into it. Dive into it because yeah, this is going to be a lot of speculation from here on because we don't know where this is going to go. This has been one of the biggest moves on the gaming chessboard in years. Did I just pin the pin the uh, coin the term gaming chessboard and do I hate myself for it? Yes. But what can you do? Mm-hmm. Cool. Now, I think, I think the it's a mutual biggest feeling. concerns come out of this, um, not concerns, but issues come out of, is exclusivity. Does this mean that you need an Xbox to play Skyrim? No. Or, or Fallout? Well, <laughs> maybe. So Phil Spencer um, said that when it comes to future releases, Xbox will, quote, take other consoles on a case-by-case basis. Does this Ooh. mean that they're timed exclusives for Xbox? Could there be perks for Xbox users as we get with consoles at the moment? That's so vague. Mm. It's vague, but... So Xbox Studios has 22 studios now, I think. Um, and some of those studios do make cross-platform games. Obsidian, made out of worlds. Mojang, as mentioned before, they make Minecraft. Minecraft on everything. It's predicted that the PS5 could sell over 200 million units in its life cycle. Would Xbox want to be miss out on that market to have exclusivity? I mean, the flip side of that is, hey, they just spent $7.5 billion. Why would they want to share what they just bought? So that's that could kind of go two ways in this one, potentially. But if you think about it this way, so like Bethesda's a major publisher, right? Yeah. Um, they they publish their own games, and now Microsoft has bought its parent company. So any profits that they make are profits that Microsoft makes right now, right? Mm-hmm. So when you cut that down to just two consoles, the well, PC and the Xbox series of consoles, it's, it's like one family of things now. That's idiotic. That's stupid. Yeah. There's so much money that you're leaving on the table. So why would they, like, from a business perspective, why would they do that? It kind of goes against the grain of the, like, messaging Xbox has had over the last few years when they're just, like, they've been very pro-crossplay. They have really been focusing on themselves as, like, consumer first. We want you to be able to play your games everywhere. Um, and that, you know, pertains to Game Pass and xCloud and all that type of shit. And the I smart th- delivery as well. Yeah. Mm. So I think that... If that mentality continues, I think what we're going to have, the situation we're going to have is they will share the games. You can still buy the games on PS5. However, you'll be buying the games on PS5. You'll be forking out the 
hundred yeah. bucks or whatever for Starfield. Whereas with, if you're if you have an Xbox, if you have that console, or actually not even that console, we'll get to that in a moment. If you have Game Pass, you've got the game. You've spent your how a couple of bucks a month, you have the game. So sure, it's on both consoles, but you're going to spend, be spending a lot more if you're buying it on the on the PlayStation console. Sony we pay, uh, you know, a fair bit for the rights to do that as well. Uh, Microsoft will just make money from this. I think another thing to keep in mind as well is Sony has a lot of like uh, either exclusivity or like um, exclusive downloadable content deals with do- lots of different publishers. This takes that away entirely I mean, yeah, from we, we any Bethesda with, game. We just saw this with Avengers. So yes. Sony, con- uh, Sony PlayStation owners, you know, we get, we get Spidey, whereas Xbox owners get nothing. A slightly glitchy game. Um, um, look, mine. I, I had this conversation when I was playing Divinity Two with uh, Gaz, Lynn, and Josh earlier, and we all very much agreed with what Keelan said in the sense that they're not going to bother with exclusivity because it's such a detriment as a business. Um, because at the end of the day, what they want to do is they want to make money. They want to make all the money because that's what companies want to do, mm-hmm. and it would be ridiculous to exclude the largest single user base. Agreed. Just, just for the sake of it, yeah. And oh. you know, maybe, maybe there'll be a few smaller games which will have timed exclusivity, such as you know, um, Deathloop, for example, f- might go from being a permanent exclusive to a timed exclusive. And you know, there, there's probably going to be some of that floating around, and there were some of the smaller games. But I think your Dooms, your Elder Scrolls, your Fallout's are safe and will be on everything. And as you said, you know, you'll just be paying for it on. And there may be some like console exclusive content, I guess. I mean, maybe. If, if I mean, fan look, I'm, I'm, not, fa- I'm not a fan of that. People want a Doom slash Halo or Doom slash Gears crossover, and yes, yeah, yes, I'm here please. for that. I want that game. <laughs> I'm here for that too. But honestly, I, I kind of hope that they keep that to a minimum. Um, like Microsoft is, uh, there's this concept that's been floating around Microsoft of accessibility and i'm talking about that on on so many different levels not just simply like okay you can play the game anyway i'm talking about their adaptive controller they're making mm. it more accessible for people with disabilities to play games that they love um i'm talking on any about console. exactly i'm talking about the the price point of game pass they're making things more accessible for gamers and this is one of those things. And so if they started doing things like, oh, hey, no, we're going to keep this, you know, new Elder Scrolls game as an exclusive for the Xbox console for a year. That's the opposite of that messaging that they've been pushing so heavily for the past few years. I don't think it's, they'll do it. It's, a, it's not not in their business interests either. Yeah, well, it's no. just, you know. It's a big move towards the whole thing of like, the next generation isn't two boxes up against each other. It's not the actual consoles up up against each other. Mm-hmm. It is the PS5 up against Game Pass, which is a different yeah. beast. It's it's incomparable. Now, in a in an interview with CNBC, Phil Spencer, Milky himself, uh, says, yeah, "Quote: Spencer. The commitments we've already made with the gamers out there on the games people know about. We will continue with those commitments. The thing that is really the thing that this is really about is a huge investment in our Xbox community. They know that the great games." Um, coming from ZeniMax and all of those studios were now over 23 studios inside of Xbox. Those games will be able to come to the Xbox community. They'll come to Game Pass day and date. 
and people will just have this amazing collection of great games to continue to play on Xbox and for it. Day and date. So I think that's a big thing of saying, yep, cool. You PlayStation owners, have fun. You'll get it. You'll spend some money on it and you can get it three months later. Takes the shine off it majorly. It's also, on the flip side, people just like, game over. You know, there's people who still subscribe to the, the console wars. Guys, chill. Um, it's just, over. Like, it's yeah. game, game over. For one, calm down. Like, Bethesda's a good studio. <laughs> like They're a good... Yeah. Publisher. Yeah, exactly. They're a good publisher. <laughs> studio work lately hasn't been great. They were a great studio once a few years time. back. And uh, it's uh, kind of well, lost well, a little bit of its luster lately. Um, I just wanted to say, like, you know, this purchase, Jesse, has really clearly indicated to everyone as a whole, this is not the same battle that Sony and Microsoft are fighting anymore. It's no longer the same. If it wasn't obvious to you before, this is them stapling it to your forehead. We're You're fighting a different battle. So this is something that I, I, it took me a while to come across to, but Keelan, we, we've spoken about this a fair bit. I'm like, okay, yeah, now I completely understand where you're coming from, how this is no, like I said before, it's no longer two boxes up against each other. It's Game Pass as a concept almost. Um, it, it, it's digital subscription services versus physical yeah. consoles it's a completely yeah, it's, different battle nowadays. it's dvds versus netflix and cinemas versus netflix we like it's it's it is now like you cannot argue the point it is clearly that it is like you said it's stapled on your forehead but going online it, the people who don't understand that have just become so much louder yeah like, like what what anyway but. do we think this <laughs> In- will make bethesda games better um, because let's think of the last <laughs> last game they came out with Fallout seventy six. Nah, Ooh, that was God. that was bad. Now the other studios within the umbrella have been doing great. Doom Eternal, it great, yeah, great game. Damn. Speaking, speaking so of actually, good. just that whilst talking about Doom great. Eternal, um, that was announced um a couple of days ago, like three days ago. Uh, that is the first Bethesda game that's coming to yeah. Xbox Game Pass on October 1st. So for the whole spooky month, you can fight demons and blow shit up. Hells yeah. Rip and tear, boys, until Rip it is done. Gillen just got really excited this then. Yeah, he did. I'm well. <laughs> I love Doom so much. You don't understand. <laughs> this whole Bethesda thing does come at a cool point because I think it was last week, Todd Howard in an interview came out and said, Hey, Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield will use a new engine. Everyone Good. hates the Skyrim oh, engine. It's creation and it's fucking trash. Holy shit, throw in the bin. It's done. It was good at the time. Grant, it was, it was out. It was Jesse. No, it was outdated it was, when Skyrim came out. It was passable at the time then. <laughs> but to keep using it, Jesus fucking Christ, Todd. 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 So, so Todd. here's in answer Come to your on, question mate. will Bethesda developed games get better? I think they will because now they have the financial and resource backing oh, yeah. for, of Microsoft. They've got Daddy somebody Microsoft there. Microsoft has money. They've got Milky Spencer behind them with a whip just cracking them saying, get that new engine going, boys. Get it going. Just smacking the whip over oh. and over. And Actually, they will have to improve because they have to meet the standard of Microsoft's stable of development studios. What Which, are your thoughts, sorry, on no, no, go. Fallout New Vegas? I adore Fallout New Vegas because of the story, but it is—it's a mess. 
it's a messy game. I'd like to see number two, but I'd like it to have a significant amount of time um, in development, and I want it yeah, to be, be polished. Yeah, you don't want it to be rushed out the door like it was. This is yes. what I'm hoping happens here, because Microsoft would look at like the cards they just picked up. Your big ones, Elder Scrolls, your unknown is your Starfield, and the 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 former champ is Fallout. Fallout has fallen <laughs> uh, quite dramatically over the last few years. The mm-hmm. last good Fallout game, even though it wasn't my favorite, I preferred number three, but was New Vegas. And now that Bethesda is under the same branch as Obsidian, um, people, fans have been excited by the, you know, the, the idea of it. On Twitter, somebody wrote to Obsidian saying, hey, is, is Fallout New Vegas 2 and a possibility? And they, Obsidian just replied with a big eyes emoji. I'm like, ooh, all right, that's cheeky. <laughs> but what a way to win back favor. New Vegas 2 could do, undo a lot of damage off Fallout 4 and 76. The, the they, need problem- to have, they need to get stock back in that franchise. The problem with Bethesda that, that's been plaguing them for the past like decade almost is they've been coasting along on goodwill. Mm. Um, you know, ah, uh, yeah, look, Skyrim wasn't as awesome as I thought it was going to be, but, you know, it's still a pretty good game and Bethesda is still pretty cool. I kind of like them still. Cool. Pretty popular opinion when Skyrim came out. Fallout 4. Uh, it wasn't as good as Fallout 3, but still, you know, it's got its charms, it's got its great moments. You know, and but also it's a Bethesda game. You know, it's 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 all right. And then it happened again, and again, and people are like, okay, now we're, we're kind of sick of this now. The goodwill has expired, and it is time for them to get their shit together. And with Microsoft pushing them to do so, I am genuinely hopeful that they come out with a absolute masterpiece. You know, Morrowind was a genre-defining game and still is considered by many to be the peak of the Elder Scrolls series. Yep. Like, it was so good for what it was. And people miss that and want that. And people want to see that be reinvented. You can't you can't do it with the way that they've done, like, their Skyrim engine for the past decade. You know, and so hopefully Elder Scrolls Six would just breathe that bit of fresh air that new life into Bethesda as a whole. So it sounds like um, Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 will use the same engine and stuff like that. Apparently, some Starfield screenshots have leaked. I don't know the validity of them, but I've checked them out. And if either game looks half as good as these, I'm excited for that. I, I like to play games in space. So you guys can have your little horses and your and your axes and your your, your quivers of arrows. I'm gonna be in space with the fucking moon babes, okay? God damn with the moon nerd. babes. God damn nerds. Moon now babes. this brings up to another point. How does Sony react? Everyone on t- Twitter is like, Sony has to buy this. Sony has to buy that. Sony has doesn't have to do shit. The no. reason Microsoft did this is to catch up to Sony. Sony has taken, uh, you know, is miles ahead when it comes to first-party releases in the last few years. Sony is playing a different game. <laughs> Another bad joke. What did that? <laughs> Naughty Dog, Gorilla, Sucker Punch. Um, they got Insomniac a few years ago, and then they have their in-house studio, Santa Monica, uh, Japan studio for Bloodborne, and London studio for Blood and Truth. And they got a few other things. That's a 
quite a solid lineup. Even if you add Bethesda to uh, Xbox Game Studios, and if you could just compare the the, the first party studios face, you know, head to head, still pretty even. I don't think Sony's not going to be like, oh no, we need to go buy this, we need to go buy that. Why do we sound like this? The, not it's, it's not going to happen. I don't, there's not going to be like a big arms race and just like rush to purchase everything. That's I think you, you you're probably looking at it at, at a, a different way to to what to how we should be looking at it as well, Jesse. In that, I don't think Microsoft did it to catch up to Sony at all. I don't think that's what they're going for. Like I said, this, they're playing different games now. Microsoft have their own goals. We're going to get into that in a moment. In a in a segment which I haven't quite named yet, it could be K and non conspiracy time. Conspiracy could be have a K as well for Keelan. Who knows? Yeah. Or, or um, K for Mortal Kombat because I, I like it. People can't spell. <laughs> but so do we? Do we think Sony does anything? Or they're just like, nah. Hey, yeah, I agree. I was like, okay, cool. They they don't need to. And as Keelan has stated, you know, Microsoft has a completely different agenda. They're going right. How do we improve the service? This goddamn dog. <laughs> Xbox fan. Stuff like a fucking shit. <laughs> He's a good dog, though. So, and his his master is very much a Sony pl- fanboy. So, I don't think I don't think he would be getting an Xbox just to rebel against his father figure. <laughs> I also don't think he'd get an Xbox because he doesn't have thumbs. I mean, adaptive with an adaptive controller. controller. <laughs> so we yeah we uh, agree that Sony just whatever keep rocking along. I think Microsoft have gone, all right, how do we make Game Pass even better? Exactly. Cool. Let's get one of the biggest developers, the biggest publishers in the industry, and we'll just We're not going to notice the effects of this either until Elder Scrolls and Starfield come out. They're they're the two games that people are like, ooh, what's going to happen with these two? They'll be put on on Games Pass, and, you know, within like a month or so of release, you'll be able to just play them. Glad about both. Now, let, let's step into the, the conspiracy corner. Keelan, if you will, when you're editing this, maybe have some sort of like magical music come down here or some sort of oh, like no. conspiracy the music. X-Files the X-Files theme. Do the X-Files theme. theme. Holy shit. Yeah. Yes. Don't encourage me um, to put okay. magical music on it. This is this is not to be encouraged. This is not good behavior. So Simon, X-Files, do you want to be yes, Sully or don't. Mulder? Scully or Mulder? Sully. I want to be, I want to be Scully. <laughs> you have the legs for it. Okay, I'll be the sex craze Dave Duchovny. Mm. <laughs> All right, Keon, tell, me, tell me while I rub my nipples. That one alien that they saw at one time. Yeah, the, the one alien that just sort of hangs around just all the time. Um, so man. you know, I I put myself in the shoes of Milky Spencer, sitting there in his in his office, constructed entirely of Xbox Series S's that you can't see. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, how can I compete with Sony? What can I do? What are we meant to be, you know, what are we meant to be fighting against here? Sony has the public's perception on their side, right? Sorry, sorry they just to have... drop you straight away, but you, you've, you've now painted a very distinct picture in my head. I imagine that Spencer is laying in bed, like that Wolverine meme where he's holding the picture frame, and yep. he's talking to the picture frame, and the picture frame just has the old Duke controller on it. Like, how do I compete <laughs> with them? <laughs> oh, oh, magic juke controller of fate! Please tell me what is my destiny. <laughs> Reveal unto me the secrets or, of the either universe. Either that, or just to refer back to the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, which we do almost every week now. Good. It's kind of like when um, Norman Osborn's in his in his mansion. He's kind of like talking to himself, and then he looks in the mirror, 
and he sees himself as Goblin, the Goblin's talking to him. But it's Phil Spencer, and he looks in that mirror, and it's him wearing the Xbox onesie. And he's telling himself how to defeat Sony. I was hoping, I was hoping he would like look in the mirror, and he's just an Xbox. I thought he was going to be dressed in a Master Chief costume, like look, head to toe. Yeah. What I'm saying outfit. is, I think that Phil Spencer owns at least one pumpkin bomb. So, but sorry, yeah. I, I don't. I've gone a bit conspiratorial in your conspiracy corner, Keelan. That, so I digress. That is literally the conclusion <laughs> that I was aiming to. So you've spoiled it, Jesse. So thanks for that. So what you're saying? What were you saying? Is that Phil Spencer is the Green Goblin? <laughs> it all makes sense now. Green oh. Xbox gobbling up all the studios. Goblin. Uh, yep. And fuck. here, and here I was thinking it was going to be. Um, What's what's the guy's name? Um, the guy behind SpaceX and Tesla, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, I thought Elon Musk was going to be the world's first supervillain. I was. No, I was thinking he was going to be the world's Driving. first supervillain. But no, now it's it's Phil Spencer. I'm looking forward I'm to for seeing it. Phil's next interview where someone's speaking to him, and he goes with a little smirk on his face. <laughs> well, I'm something of a goblin myself. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I can't wait till I'm halfway through one Xbox game and I was like, ah, I can't remember finishing it. And he breaks through my window and says, finish it! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, let's just make a Spidey cast. Come on. Can, can, we, can we cancel what we were doing before and just talk about this for the rest of the episode? <laughs> Welcome to spider Mode, the number one Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man podcast in the country. <laughs> Actually, no, we're like the number two. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Keelan, we've ruined your corner. There's webs everywhere. Continue. Let's reverse back. Milky Spencer laying in bed looking at his picture of the Duke controller. And he's saying, how can I compete? What can I do to beat Sony? And then he realizes, he has a moment of clarity and realizes, I can't compete with Sony. They have the public perception on their side. When people think gaming now, they think PlayStation. When they think games, they think God of War, Spider-Man, Horizon, Bloodborne. Sure. So, what do I do to combat that? <laughs> I love how dismissive that was. Ouch. How do I beat that? I don't, I can't. I need to do something different. And so he constructs a master plan. A plan to consume all of the independent game developers and some of the big ones that are not so independent as well. He takes them and he frees them from slavery like a Khaleesi, you know, just taking them <laughs> and can't building up an between army. between franchises, Caleb. <laughs> he's he's yeah, a green can. goblin or is we he can do this. We're allowed to do all of this, Hell Jesse. yeah, let's go. This is this what is being creative podcast. is God all about. We can do what we want. <laughs> He builds up this army. The KCU, the Keelan Cinematic Universe is opening up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's he everyone. Up. Everyone's just played by Milky Spencer. Everyone. And we can get, get Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe. We can get cool. them involved as well. As well as a holographic version of Randy Macho Man Savage. Gotta get <laughs> him in there. To oh, a little bit of bone sake. sore. Bonesaw. If we uh, mention Bonesaw one more time, we're going to we're gonna have to pay him money. We might. He's his state. Um, so what Phil Spencer has realized is that he needs to build an army to accomplish a singular goal. He needs to build 
the biggest game publishing studio on earth. He needs to build Game Pass into a service that is so irresistible that it needs to be on every single platform it can possibly be on, including the single most popular gamers console on earth, the Sony PlayStation. That's what his goal is. That's what they're going to do. Game Pass is going to be on the next generation of PlayStation, PlayStation 6 or whatever they decide to call it. I will put good money on that. What do you guys think of that It's like the Xbox Series X is almost like um, the uh, auxiliary rockets on a spaceship. Once you're out of the atmosphere, you let go of it. I I kind of have come around to your little weird, weird, weird conspiracy, Keelan, which is, is, will there be another Xbox console, physical console? Does there need to be? Does there need to be? PC? What are you using on that? Game Pass. You have uh, xCloud and stuff like that. So your phone is your Xbox Mm -hmm. now. Why does it need to be the box anymore? Yeah, what do you need it for? Netflix for games, which is a term that's been thrown around for ages. But why not? Make just make it a service. Your games come there. Yep. First and foremost, thick. It's on everywhere, so developers want to get involved because their games get the most reach now. Put on the PS5. Sony will pay for that. So you see, our technology hasn't really caught up with that vision yet. We're not exactly there in that we can't have completely latency-free um, game streaming. So. It works, but it doesn't work in the way that we really want it to work. This is also like a next generation move. So when these consoles are done in, say, 10 years' time, we will be at the point where we can do this. Well, sorry, countries that have proper internet and Uh whose government then doesn't rehash an old... I'm not even getting involved with it, but Scott Morris... Yeah, let's (laughs) avoid the NBN story here. God damn it. That's that's what the the goal is. I can't can't understand what you guys are saying. Um, That's... I like that theory. It's definitely way more interesting than the other theory I heard, which was Sega's next for <laughs> Xbox to purchase. Which is good, because every, everyone's been rushing out lately to buy Sega games. Yeah, but no, I think I think more so that, you know, uh, Sega's such a big household name and such a consistent name, especially in Japan, where, mm. you know, Microsoft tend to struggle quite a lot. Well, that's um, the thing. They, they've recently cut the price on some of their um, the Japanese consoles. They've yeah. made it a bit cheaper trying to get a foothold in the Japanese market. So it would kind of make sense trying to buy Sega. Plus, Japan has buy... decent internet connections. So having yeah. this whole thing move to Game Pass, it's like, hey, you know, other audiences other than just like Western markets, if you have good internet or 10 years time when you have the internet as it should be by then, play it wherever you want. I, look, I, I like the theory. Right now. I like the theory, but I'm not a hundred percent sold that Microsoft will start dropping physical consoles because this generation and the previous generation they have put so much emphasis, so much marketing, and so much like thought into having the, you know, uh, on paper the more powerful console, having the the highest specs available. Mm. Uh, at the time and they've put so much effort and so much thought into that i feel like they won't drop physical consoles for a while but Mm. they might start to slowly wane like fade away from it but i don't think that will happen next generation so one of the reasons why microsoft goes so hard and they're like oh we're the most powerful gaming console is because historically that's what the xbox brand has been associated with um and i think 
they are just keen to continue that branding for the actual physical console. But I, I think, and I think Milky Spencer does too, I think of the console as, as something different. The console is a vehicle for Game Pass. It is the airship that is dropping propaganda over North Korea. That's what it's doing. That's it's all about North Korea to- listeners? We love you guys. Um, It's just a vehicle for that service. (laughs) And once Uh, its job is over, they don't need it anymore. Because then Game Pass will have its its own life and its own successful branding. People will understand and they'll know it. And even even if we look at, sorry, just real quick, past consoles. Because it took me so long to come around to this conspiracy, but I am so on board with it. Even if I just find it exciting more than believable. But if you look back at like two generations, and you, if you said, if you went back to like the original Xbox and you said, in a few generations' time, most of your games will be coming uh, via a service, Game Pass, and there will be all digital consoles, but you don't even need the physical copies. I'd be like, no, you're a witch. That's stupid. <laughs> Ten years' time. Be gone in time, Traveler. The up. market has already started changing. Like, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't know that much about Stadia. But Stadia, you can play it wherever, and there's no. Neither does Google. Yeah. <laughs> but like in their initial um, kind of presentation of Stadia, it was like, you don't even need a box of this. It all runs through our fucking servers and shit like that. Right? Controller mm-hmm. and a Chromecast. That's so it. If that continues, and that, that was just like a first, not even the first tenuous step, but that was a public first real view at like what the future could be. Now we've got Amazon Luna happening as well. So that move into all digital gaming, has already happened the subscription service stuff has, has started 10 years time the, the gaming market is going to look radically different I think maybe Xbox is just getting them lining themselves up to enter that field and completely destroy the competition because mm-hmm. yeah they have the most powerful box right now but by then will you need a box to run things powerfully I mean you yeah. have your PC if you want to run Game Pass via your PC but if you want to play it on your phone play it as a service directly through your TV or play it by the PS5 or PS6 at that time. You don't need that box because the power and all that, all the actual like generation stuff behind it doesn't need to be next to you. It is, it is coming via the fucking radio signals and shit. It's just going to be transmitted through to yeah. you from some server farm in the middle of the ocean. It's Why make a console if we could just do it like fantastic. that? Let's 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 make it happen. But let's move towards that, that, guys. Would that also mean? Mm. And now this also continues for Microsoft Games himself with the whole uh, streaming platform. Platform. Does that mean more for move to possibly microtransactions to recoup the money? Potentially. Fucking hope not. I mean, X- Xbox just paid seven point five billion dollars. They're not going to make that money back quickly. No, you know but what that's I, what's referred to as an investment, Jesse. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, <laughs> God damn it. But they'll still need one of recoup money in the meantime because they're also running the new console at a loss or close to I a loss. I expect over the next few years, we're going to see a very similar model to how Netflix works. We They may introduce tiered subscriptions to um game pass so perhaps there'll be a higher tier subscription where you can get um like 4k streaming 
um, once that works properly, you can get that beam directly to your TV or whatever. Um, perhaps there will be just regular price increases like there are with Netflix. Every like two, three years, they bump the price up by a dollar. Means nothing means nothing to you, but when you have like 20 million subscribers, means something. It adds up year yeah. on year. I think like, and it's also as crazy as it sounds, if anyone came to us a few weeks ago and said, hey, Xbox is about to buy up Bethesda, that sounded fucking crazy as well. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I, I wouldn't have gone, nah, there's no way on earth you're absolutely bonkers. I'd say, okay, that's a weird move, but sure. Because it was always within the realm of possibility. We set the same I'm, I'm, I'm not saying before, that, and I want to believe. And I'm, I'm not saying that this is outside the realm of possibilities at all. I'm, I'm, I'm on board for it in theory, but I just don't know if... Because what they might end up doing, I, I I don't think they're going to just completely drop physical consoles, even if they release something that's, you know, um, essentially a Chromecast, and they call it the Game Pass physical, and you just plug it in to your TV, and you stream directly to that, you connect your controller to that device, and stream your Game Pass directly through that. Well, cool. Why would they need But to? I reckon they're still going to have a physical thing to do it. But why would they need the physical thing? Well, how else are they? Like, I mean, unless smart TVs start integrating yeah, it, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to need that, to that's what we mean. It, it basically think think of Netflix but for games. You don't need a physical yeah, box I mean, for Netflix. And again, yeah, this is Net- ten years from now, roughly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying like Netflix has taken about fifteen years to be integrated into smart TVs. Exactly. With a and huge license, Xbox thing. can then learn off the lessons that Netflix has like, and the infrastructure, infrastructure that Netflix the infrastructure has established. Is now there. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Netflix. It took a long time for Netflix to really get going because the infrastructure wasn't there. They've now built it, and other companies guys- like Google have now built it for Stadia because they still want Stadia to work. I think Stadia will get better. It's just I don't know. the infrastructure just wasn't there, isn't there right now. The concept itself is fucking cool, um, and then with the Amazon Luna, same right. thing. They, they're constantly building up the infrastructure. So by the time this could be realistically become a possibility, the infrastructure will be there. And if but not, I reckon would Microsoft be- to show, they've got the fucking money to put into it to mm-hmm. get it done. What I reckon would be like a super interesting, um, I guess, sort of move to do would be if they were to say, all right, yeah, we'll do streaming through Game Pass proper. Um, all right, here's a free... There's a free version, and you can play games at 60 frames per second, 1080p, uh, wherever you are, for free. But you have a limited selection of games. You can play the full game, right? Let's take Skyrim as an example, just because it's the first thing I could think of, right? You can play Skyrim at 1080p, 60 frames a second, wherever you are in the world, on whatever device you want that has a screen, right? But if you want to get the, the newer games the the new shiny things then you pay your however many dollars a month your five dollars a month your ten dollars a month to get the, access to that would, and then you do the 4k version which has you know maybe it's fifteen dollars or so something. stadia then yes like, but like, like i said like with an actual selection of games that you want to play and not yeah, good but, point whatever and again though like scrounge the up. market and again we're using that 10 year time frame because that's like the roughly the life cycle of games uh sorry of consoles um Everything's going to look completely different. 4K may be... By then, 4K may be basic. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't think so. You never know. Like, But we're going around cycles a little bit now. Yeah, Let's a bit. step <laughs> out of Keelan's weird mind palace 
Whoop. Oh, that's enemy stepping. Um, let's wrap it up because we'll keep your madness. Watching to Jesse go for a run is really weird. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Zoidberg. Oh, they call me. So it's also because of his crab hands. I do have crab hands and crabs. Um, God, I walked into that one, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up before Jesse puts his foot in his mouth. Any well, further. if you wrapped it up, I wouldn't have had these crabs, would I? Zing! <laughs> Fuck, that was so bad. Why are all my jokes at my own expense? Dumb, stupid Jesse, you dickhead. <laughs> now, if you oh, want to no. listen to more of our self-deprecating humor and FDI jokes, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, so subscribe, leave us a review. Check out Fan Critical while you're there. All of their podcasts are available on good podcasting services. Um, they are running their new show where they're reviewing Lovecraft Country. So get on board with that. If you want to read about and keep up to date with all the, the news, reviews, and things you can use, storymodegaming.com. Check it out. You can see some stuff written by all of us, including Lauren and Josh. Check us out on Facebook at Story Mode Gaming Oz, on Twitter at Story Mode Oz, and our new Instagram at Story Mode Gaming. We're also on Patreon. Just search for Fan Critical. Check a couple bucks our way. Get access to a few extra shows, and you can get access to the Discord server run by Simon Evans. You can go in there. Talk about your favorite Spider-Man 2 moments. I know I will be. Bonesaw's ready. See, now we have to pay much of man ready. Also, sorry, Keelan, I put a pin in it for the end of the show. You said we'd have to give money to his estate. Is he dead? Yeah, he Why died in like 2011. Why? How, how did he die? Um, I don't recall. It may have been a heart attack ah, or something. Fuck fuck's sake, know. his heart was too big for this world. Or was that a car crash? I don't remember, man. <sighs> well, on that sour note, it's time to bid you adieu. Elon, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sad. sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Simon, thanks for joining us, mate. <laughs> thanks guys for what has been a very wild it's episode a wild ride this one uh, and everyone thanks for listening um, Macho Man wherever you are in the stars looking down upon us thank you and we love you and come back home soon anyone else stay safe be nice to each other and uh, we'll catch you next week Mwah! bye bye can you, pl- can you put him like Danny Boy playing in like a picture of much of being Randy Savage comes across the screen. You're no longer welcome in my mind palace. Fuck yeah. <laughs>